Cool 97.7 Radio. The singles live on the nation's coolest, Cool 97 FM. And tonight, specifically for you, Dre. Dre, we were troubling you last night, you know. Troubling you. Talking about you and your management of your time. Why, why are you troubling me? Um, <laughs> I don't know, but tonight we're going to be finding out how to manage our time Mm -hmm. efficiently, Mm -hmm. effectively, so that we can achieve our goals and whatever else that we have in mind to do. Okay? You're saying tonight's topic is managing. Yes. Yes. After you remember last week when I wasn't speaking to you for a little while? (laughs) (laughs) That's when the topic popped into my head. And, you know, I was thinking and I said, who is the best person for me Mm -hmm. to get to come in um, to take us through time management? And the first person that popped into my head was Crystal Tomlinson, mm. and she found some time for me out of her busy schedule. She managed her time. She she knows how to manage her time. Crystal, hi Anne. Hello Dre. Hello, hello, hello. It's yeah. a pleasure to be on with you. I think it is my very first interview on Cool Ninety Six. Oh my! Yeah. Unf- on that that's unfortunate. That's unfortunate. Yeah. <laughs> so I want to say good evening to all your listeners. <laughs> yes. And this is probably the first time. Right. And you have listeners listening to you from England, Canada, um, the diaspora in the United States. Um, when I sent out the flyer, I got some really nice comment. I did not. You have a lot of admirers out there. Oh, I'm so grateful. Yes, yes. Thank you. Thank you. Right. And quite a number of individuals said, boy, Anne, when we're here in Jamaica, we really want to meet her. I said, okay, we will do some arrangements. Yes, yes, yes. So it was... It was well, it, let me know. I will. I will let you know. Thanks. So tonight we have a very big topic and we have quite a number of, of persons who are really interested in this topic. And it's Sidre over there pointing his finger at himself. <laughs> All of us in terms of managing our time. And when we had our little chit-chat, I was saying to you from students in, 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 in primary to high school to universities to persons in the working field to um, mothers at home, time management is so critical and so crucial that not a lot of people really delve into teaching and training individuals to manage their time. Absolutely. And it's something that is critical to our ability to enjoy life. Mm-hmm. Choosing what we want to do with the limited, non-renewable time that we have, which we call our life. Because mm-hmm. that's really what life is. Mm-hmm. The minutes, the hours, the days, the years that we spend here and what we choose to do deliberately and purposefully with those minutes. Um, and if you if you go through... 10, 15 years of schooling and at no point anybody ever sat you down to properly organize yourself around time. I think you really have to question the quality of education that we have received and what we're giving to our children now because until we learn to manage ourselves, our impulses, our ability to choose wisely what we do with ourselves, success really is going to feel like a ladder with several rungs missing mm-hmm. and never-ending struggle that we sort of create for ourselves because we're not managing ourselves well. 
Right. In in layman's term, what would you say um, effective um, time management is? Being courageous enough to say yes to the things that you actually want to do and no to the things that you don't want to do. Mm. When people talk about struggling to manage their time, they are often surprised when we do a time audit with them, how many things they've committed that precious time to, that they need more of and they wish God could give them 25 hours. How many of the 24 that they actually got, they've dedicated to things that they don't want to do. They spent in a conversation with somebody on the phone that they didn't want to talk to. Um, they, they are in relationships with people that they don't want to be in, committing 40, 50 hours a week for work that they don't enjoy. It's not that you need more time, it's that you need the courage to say no to the things that you do not feel fulfilled by from relationships, conversations and work and then saying yes to the things that actually feel purposeful. To me, that is time management. The courage to use the yes and the no to spend your time how you want to. I love that. Uh, The courage because no matter how talented you are, no matter who you are in terms of your ability your god-given talent if you don't have the courage to push forward then nothing will happen for you and i'm so glad that you bring up um the notion of saying no because a lot of us we don't have the courage to say no and because we don't have that courage to say no, we end up in state of depression, anxiety, um, don't want to take on so much, as you said, that really and truly does not enhance our lives. And saying, instead of saying, no, I am unable to, you pile on everything on yourself and then as we say the walls of Jericho starts tumbling down around you and you become stressed and depressed and anxious because of a simple word no I am unable to do do how do you find that courage to say no um, when you know if you don't want to disappoint somebody because at the end of the day that's really what it is you don't want to disappoint the person or maybe there's an additional source of income that you can get by doing this thing or whatever it is. So like, how do you find the courage to say no when the bottom line of it is that important? So, so when it's important, we choose it and it doesn't feel like it's a sacrifice um, of focus or any other thing. We just know that we're choosing this thing and it's important to do for this short period of time. So let's look at somebody who is at university and they're also working while they're studying and maybe they're even raising a family. For them, they've said yes to things that really matter and then they prioritize it over the short term to make sure that what's urgent gets immediate focus and what's not urgent gets deprioritized until maybe two or three months after exam period done when I get to go and leave from work. I can do those things. So a very real example for a working mother, for example, is that she is not saying yes to going out with friends right now because in this two-month window, she has to do the exam preparations because she's choosing upskilling, retooling, and expanding her knowledge base and her skill set. So while she has a lot on her plate, she's still able to say the no, which in this sense is a not yet, 
So I love you and I do want to come to this shindig that you're having and I'd love him to fly out as I usually do for family dinner and I would love to do the overnight thing and the girls trip. But I'm going to have to say not yet to this important thing because this is important to her, right? And then we say yes with the time we have to the thing that's most important. Now, for, for other persons, it may look a little more intense than that. So you're losing sleep because you have to go to work, get home, change quickly, probably even run out to do a second job or run out to go to school or to pick up children or whatever it is. But what helps to manage the, the weight on your time is knowing that there is a limit to that. I will only be working this job in this way for six months and I'm focusing on getting this done for six months. I'm not going to include other things that decrease my ability to focus on this already intense calendar. And I think when when anybody sits down with me for a time audit and they begin to pick out the things that feel so stressful, I want to think about that they're so tired. And when I'm supposed to do that, I don't have the energy. It's very rarely the thing that is critical to accomplishing their goal and more often something they think they have to say yes to to prevent somebody from abandoning them mm-hmm. or breaking something off with them or feeling disappointed in them. So in a sense, we choose other people and other people's needs and choose ourselves and our needs and then feel stressed about it and wish we had more time to choose ourselves and other needs and, and our needs, sorry. So I'm not saying there aren't those experiences where we just have a very intense and rough window where we have to just grind it out. Where we, where we have a challenge with time management is when our life is just disorganized. We're late for everything all the time, right? We can't say no to ourselves to go to bed early. It's like one more show that we're going to watch on Netflix. <laughs> mm-hmm. I have to finish the season. Mm-hmm. And you know that by doing that, you're going to oversleep the alarm. You're going to wake up feeling sluggish. You can't wake up early enough to do this little work that you wanted to do to start the day. So sometimes you know that we can't say it's a no to ourselves. Self-discipline. I'm going to bed. I'm not going to turn on Bridgerton tonight, right? I'm not going to watch a Bridgerton, a How to Get Away with Murder. A scan, I'm not going to watch it. Saying no to my impulse and myself. And recognizing that that gives me freedom tomorrow because I will be rested and able to get up early. Mm-hmm. Dre, you hear that? Mm-hmm. I mean, they're good shows, though. Yeah, we understand that they're good shows, but can't you not um, record and watch later? You know, some people's argument um, could be that we don't know what can happen tomorrow, so why not get everything done today, or as much as we can get done today? But is that managing your time efficiently and effectively? You know, I don't, I don't think so, but... Um, as, as she said, I guess it's just what comes. Uh, I guess it just comes down to what you deem as priority, or you know, or what, what's important to you. Crystal, you hearing that? I heard the last part, but I didn't hear what you had what he had said before. Oh, he said, I, I guess sometimes something, but I didn't hear what it was. Do you put, put, your, put, your, put your mic up a little bit closer to you. I, mean, right. I don't even remember what I said. What you said a while I'm, ago. I'm hearing a little echo when I talk. I don't know if anybody yeah. is listening. No, we're not hearing it, but you probably will hear it um, based on the feedback that could be happening because you're using your phone. We have that from oh, time sure. to time. As I, you know, you see, in the near future, we wanted to come in and just 
chit chat and, right. and hang out with us but we know you want to get to bed relatively early and then you have preparation and so forth so we understand all of that yes. Um, yes, yes. but Dre was saying that there are some individuals who um, feel like they can do so much they can do so much in, in, in and, and they have to do um, what you were saying do this do that in a, in, in, in a particular day Mm-hmm. Um, in order to feel, is it validated or that they are accomplished? But, yeah, yeah, yeah. But is uh, but is the end result of you doing one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten things? Is the end result effective? Would you have achieved? Well, your, I mean, your, I guess I guess it comes down to what's important to the person because if at the end of the day I feel accomplished, okay, um, then. I don't think I've wasted my time. No, I don't think so either. But at the end of the day, if you feel stressed and the tasks are not completed, and you just go round and round in a circle, like a jack of uh, all trade and a master of none, then how do you then feel? Mm. Okay, okay, okay. So, so there is a reality that we need to see. Um, I call it the fourth short. <laughs> you, call, you call it what? Repeat that. You call it what? The the four struggles of this generation. Okay. Um, uh, the first is that we are addicted to being busy. And in our culture, stress equals success. So the more stress somebody is, the less... You're breaking up. Sorry about that. The less time they have to do things that are seen as soft, like showing up for their family members, their friends. Um, just, just literally existing on a string, right? There are people who boast about... I don't even have time to eat. Boy, I'm the kind of person who eats while I'm doing X or Y. I don't sleep. I'm surviving on two hours sleep. And the culture rewards that stress. In fact, in workplaces, some of the things that HR managers are asking you for is whether you are able to multitask and that is to handle efficiently or focus on several things at once, which is something the human brain does not have the capacity to do. You know, was, but everybody's saying, yes, to, yes, I am an excellent multitasker. And I am looking for an excellent multitasker to fill this role. And what you're really saying is, I want somebody who I can give everything to do and they do not complain. And if it means they don't sleep, they will get it done. And so many of us are saying yes to that and being rewarded with good salaries to do that. But that is also why the, the World Health Organization is calling stress the global epidemic. So any culture you are in, whatever continent you live on, the highest rate of dis-ease across the world is stress-induced. Mm-hmm. We're choosing stress and we're calling it success. So that is that is a challenge for this generation. And we have to come down from that. I think COVID allowed us to have honest conversations about mental health, the ability to disengage, when we're able to see um, the, at the Olympics, the gymnast, I forget um, the name of the, the black American gymnast specifically, who said that she's not going to compete. She feels overwhelmed and she's just going to stand back and support the team that is there representing the U.S. She's just not going to be a part of it. So we have an opportunity and a moment to talk through um, mental health and wellness and to unchoose this cultural um, stress that has become the norm. But the second struggle, um, and I mentioned it earlier, is that we have no, or, or what people can also call porous 
boundaries. We allow everything to get into our calendar. Everybody invites us somewhere, we say yes to it. Everybody um, asks us if we have time to review an email before they send it off. Yes. You want to come and do this brainstorming session? Yes. You want to do it? Yes, yes, yes. We don't know how to say no to people without feeling the regret and the shame and the guilt afterwards and then worrying that they won't like us or they will think we don't consider them important. We've not been taught to say no in kind and loving ways. And so we fear that we're going to say it wrong and people are going to stop liking us. But there's a cure for that as well. The third challenge is the formal, the fear of missing out. Like if I don't go there, if I'm not seen there, if I don't get caught in the Instagram read or the Instagram video or the photo, I've missed out of life because all the people I know are doing it. All the people I know are enjoying this experience. And so I must go to Tulum in Mexico, right? You feel like if you don't find a way to do everything that everybody else is doing, mm-hmm. you're going to miss out on the core essence of life. And that's also not true. And the fourth reason that we're struggling in this generation is that we do not do any kind of goal-focused tracking. Our metric is what other people are doing. So if everybody is getting up and going to Fiji in this moment, if everybody is saying that I'm an entrepreneur and I work for myself in this moment, how we know that we're getting it right is if we're doing it too. Versus sitting down, assessing what our actual ambitions are, what our skills are, what the opportunities are that exist, and then choosing deliberately to pursue the things that are in alignment, use your time to get closer to the goal, and then assess at the end of the day, the end of the week, how aligned were my actions and my use of time with what I'm actually trying to achieve. And to be fair, nobody gets up in the morning and says, I want my goal for today to be that everybody in my life thinks that I'm available to them and their needs. I have as a goal today not missing out on anything that my social group is interacting um, or participating in. I have as a goal today to respond to every WhatsApp group and every WhatsApp chat. Mm-hmm. That's never the goal. But because we're not assessing ourselves as we go through the day and when we come to the end of the day, we can't see that that's what ate up the time and there was no goal-focused action. So that self-assessment is also important. Good stuff. Want to say hi to our friends joining us via the World Wide Web. Davia D. Shay, how are you doing? And she says good night. AJ, Dre, and Crystal. And Davia D. says, but the end result, and she's talking about um, persons who want to do everything um, all at once. The end result is you become burnt out and have anxiety attack. Um, that is so true. And um, I remember one of our listeners, let me just move up because, Crystal, we're looking at persons chit-chatting via the World Wide Web. So I'm just um, paying them some attention here. Um, you can't see, unfortunately, but we have quite a number of individuals joining us via the chat. Um, it was, let me see who was chatting away i saw something that i wanted to uh, mention but bec- lehman hi how are you doing lehman and they're saying excellent topic for jamaica um i think we have a big problem with time i wonder where we got that from crystal in terms of our time management especially um or inability to to show up on time is it something is it in our culture is it something that we learned is it is it something um 
that, as you say, it, it became the norm because everybody else was doing it. And so you just followed or persons choose to follow. I think what happened with us is that we, we got to learn mm-hmm. that people will wait. Hmm. People will wait because they are more interested in being polite. I don't want to start until someone for reach. I don't want to start uh, because they said they're down the road. And we know Jamaican down the road is all 15 minutes, right? I don't want to, to start and this person misses an important element of it. And we over-accommodate other people and they learn that we will over-accommodate them. No, it's not to say that they don't walk in late and feel bad. They do. Because nobody wants to walk in and the whole room is like looking at you. We've been waiting. It's an uncomfortable feeling. But ultimately, that person knows that there is no consequence. And if there is no consequence, why would I stop? Why would I organize myself better to leave out ahead of the traffic? When I know there is no consequence, I get a reward by staying my house later than I should stay. Because I get to watch a little piece of a show, have this conversation, and drink the coffee a little store. There is a reward in it for me. I get to go at my little pace. Until there's a consequence, we can't shift the culture where we will respect each other's time. Um, and I think that's just where we have to get to. State functions, for example, when they say we're starting at 10 a.m., we're starting at 10 a.m. Um, I've seen people ask about press conferences when, when we're logging into press conferences from the government of Jamaica. If it's supposed to start at 9.30, start at 9.30. Mm-hmm. Right, start with who's there. I think even in COVID, that's one of the lessons that people sort of reinforce in their mind that oh, this stuff will start on time. If it's the 8.30, they're going to come on 9 o'clock. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that was also a perfect moment to teach people what we mean when we say this is the start time. Mm-hmm. But we are casual about it. We accommodate people's lateness. We are trying to be polite when they are late. Um, and because we know there's no consequence, why would I stop? We're just going to call it Jamaica time. But yeah. make no mistake in our hands. Mm-hmm. When we have to move to Japan, we learn how to be on time. When we have to move to China, we learn how to be on time. Cultures that are intolerant of lateness or even the USA, where you get told at the time that you clock in and the time that you clock out, you can't play with your money like that. You will lose that shit. You will lose your job. As soon as the consequences are clear, we will shape up. And we do that all the time. Fix up ourselves when we exit our culture. Mm-hmm. You know, it's... Um, so, adding to what you're saying. Um, so, I've had clients, AJ, um, that leave bad reviews. And the bad reviews are really centered around time. It's like, so, you know, what they're saying is like, um, are things like, he's not considerate about about time and whatever, whatever. Because my policy is, if you are, so if you're late beyond a certain point, then I'll either cancel the appointment, you're not getting back your deposit, or when you get there, if I have the time, then you have to pay for the additional time. And I people, and people, don't, people don't like that. They don't. They really don't like it. Because, you know, everybody's going to be late. But, I think but, you have good principles there, Dre. Yeah, I think so, too. I think so, too. There has to be a consequence. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, yeah. I think so too. If I set my appointment for three o'clock and you want to get there three thirty, that's on you. 
on a daily basis, as Dre said. <laughs> Don't set um, time frame that is unrealistic um, to the persons, especially for those persons who are in the business of people. Mm-hmm. Um, so don't set those unrealistic tasks. Make sure that the tasks are realistic, realistic rather in terms of managing your time. However, we're going to take a very short break. We'll be right back. Cool 97 Radio. Singles live on the nation's coolest cool 97 FM. Tonight's topic, time management. And our guest is Crystal Tomlinson. And of course, all our friends joining us via the World Wide Web and those persons who are listening via the radio. Thank you so much for joining us. Before we took the break, Dre had mentioned and a word that he mentioned that really um, captured my, my my thoughts and it's being realistic um, with our time. Crystal, are you still with us? Yes, yes I am. Right, something that Dre said before we took the break about being realistic with our time. Do we get carried away um, as individuals sometime and set some um, whether it is meetings or goals or make some plan with the time that we have that don't really work out to be realistic absolutely um, my challenge and, and I think my example may resonate well with other people I under budget with the time it took to get things done so I would initially say it would be a half hour in transit to move from where I am to where I need to be. But then while I'm in doing that act and I'm whatever I'm enthralled in, I look at the notification that it's time to leave and I go if I drive really fast I could make it in like 12 minutes so let me use 18 minutes to stay and do this. Because I, I must be able to get there in 12 minutes. And if I get pure green lights, and if I take that road and then that road, and in the time of day, so I may not have like a whole lot of traffic. And so in that moment where I'm supposed to do the responsible thing, I begin to underestimate the time commitment required. Sometimes that happens to people before they set um, a deadline for an, an outcome, so like a research paper. And they say, well, this topic is easy. I must can do this during like... Two days, I don't know, two days, I mean, two hours on Google, two hours in the library, two hours later, and then I'm done. And so we underestimate and in some respects undervalue our time by choosing to be unrealistic, as Joy says. And sometimes, too, that unrealistic commitment that you have made is related to something going on with the ego. And this one is for parents. I want the parents to stay with me a little bit. Now, if you have, a, let's say, a co-parenting relationship, as an example, you are not living with the, the parent or the, the other parent for your child. Right. And you need help, whether it is with the pick-ups, the drop-offs, um, the grocery shopping, the movement between extracurricular activities, the need to entertain and to nourish the child with attentiveness once they are around you you need help right but instead of saying i need help 
and I'm going to do this three days out of the week or four days out of the week, and then I need you to um, support the process with these three days and these four days. Instead of asking for what we need from the partner that's outside of the house, we pretend that we got it all under control and we were just doing everything because the last time I asked, they had hesitated and I don't want anybody to feel like I need nothing from them. Mm. Now, I want you to pull that example into the house. There are people who live with the spouse, with the other parent for their child, and they're taking the same approach. You know, they should really be washing the plates more, you know. But the last time I asked them to do it, they act like they never want to do it. The last time I asked them to do it, they never do it properly. The last time I asked them to do it, they take them on sweet time and do it. So I will just do it because I can't bother. And I don't have to say nothing about it. And so because you're choosing the ease of not having a difficult conversation with somebody who should be sharing the burden with you, you scoop up everything on the plate and say, all right, we will eat it. And then you have indigestion because that was unrealistic. Why would you say that you will do all the home or care-related tasks, all the cooking, all the washing, all the cleaning, all the childcare duties, and still get up in the morning to make your own breakfast and then go to work? an entire day and come back in and do all of that. That's unrealistic. So if I have any parents here who are listening and have taken on all and sundry as their mm. burden and their duty, I want you to remember, you are not a mule, one. Two, especially for my mothers, you're not a good mother because you do every single thing on your own. Mm-hmm. And three, you are not the only person who can do it. But some women that might hurt, right? Because you're the best cook in the house and you're the best person to wash the white clothes. You're not the only person who can do it. And if you would teach somebody else how to do it properly, they could do it just as good as you or close enough to your standards. Stop thinking that you're the only person with the the capacity to do these things because it's not true. And if you teach other people and allow and enforce the requirement that they do it, you can get some things off your plate and feel a lot less tension and anger and resentment in your home, with your children, with your spouse, at work and life would just start to feel less painful. Mm-hmm. You know, boy, girl, all I can say is I, I love you. Because you're, I love you because you're really hitting the nail on the head, and you can even move that scenario out of the home and put it in the workplace. Because you have some individuals within the working environment that do not assign tasks to other individuals. They want to do. Ev- I don't know if it's because of recognition or they want to be recognized as them doing th- everything to get the epaulets or whatever, the the tiara and the crown, but they are in a position where they can assign certain tasks to other individuals, but they just don't do it. Um, Ting they not do it the way me want to do. She got take too long. Um, me can't bother with nobody. Ray, 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 whatever. But they have never really sat down, as you said, um, Crystal, and have a conversation with the staff members moving outside of the home to say, this is what we need to accomplish you are going to be doing that portion, I'll be doing this portion, and then we're going to come together and finish this project. You have individuals, even even in universities, when you hear about group work, everybody says, no, Samina, I mean, I know no group, I can't bother work with nobody. I mean, that's true. Don't drink. That's so true. Well, I, I hate group work. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. 
So if, if there's anybody who struggles to delegate, you know, and that's a real challenge if you're a micromanager, if as a child, because some of us learn these things as children, as a child, you actually were forced to do everything. You, mm-hmm. you didn't get room to share any, any household tasks. And I think girls especially can relate to feeling as though you are the only one who's supposed to do that. If you don't do it, you're less of a woman, right? Or in the workplace, being a successful boss or team leader or employee means getting everything done, no complaints, um, and just making it look like water off a duck's back because that's what we were taught. That's what we saw our parents operate. That's what we're seeing in the movies. But one of the strategies I recommend is the A, B, C, D, E strategy. A tasks are done first all the time and an A task is urgent so there's a time sensitivity to it it's important so it links to an important critical goal for yourself or your team um, and if you don't do it there's a clear negative consequence and there is some harm if um, Dre doesn't show up for work right because there's nobody who's going to be able to be the DJ and then it ruins the, the entire show Correct. So there's a clear negative consequence if you don't do what you're supposed to do. Do your A task first. Every single day you look at what is urgent, what's important, and what has a clear negative consequence if it's undone or if it is done late. Then you look at your B tasks. They are not urgent, so you have a little more time flexibility with them. But they are important, linking into a critical goal for your team, and there's a clear negative consequence if it doesn't get done. After you do your A task, you do your B task. And then you have C, not urgent, not important, don't have a clear negative consequence, but you just like do it, right? Like Netflix. You just like to watch some Netflix. But you leave that C task, which is really just for pleasure, after you've done your A and B. So you can enjoy leisurely the C task without the anxiety of, Gosh, I really should just see myself and oh my god, I want my body to come. I want my body to come and read and tell about the A task and the B task. Get it off your plate. Release yourself from the anxiety and the fretting about it. Any task that is not urgent, it is not important, it has no clear negative consequence and you don't like to do it, it's a D task and you should delegate it. And if when you look at it, there's nobody you could reasonably delegate something like that to, maybe you just eliminate it, cross it off and say it should not be done. It should not be done by me and it should not be done by anybody else because it's just a waste of people's time. Mm-hmm. When you're the boss, of course, you have the ultimate red pen that can eliminate a task. Some of us have to negotiate elimination with our team leader. But you can negotiate it with that language. Bossy, this is not urgent, this is not important, there's no clear negative consequence, nobody has any joy doing this and it's just hard to delegate because of all those four reasons I just said. But can we just see this off the list? So we can stop looking at it and feeling bad for not doing it. And maybe we put it back next year. Mm-hmm. But you need the language to, to indicate that you have assessed the work and you know why you put it at D for delegation or E for it to be eliminated. Good stuff. Um, Davia D says, um, good managers, let me just move this up and see what she was saying 
um, um, Shay was saying that she so agree with you, Krista, that some of us women think that we are super women. And um, Davia D says delegating tasks is a part of time management. And then they're moving on. Shay goes on. Oh, Davia D says, I hated groups in university because some students love to do project last minute. Or none at all, but the last minute. Let us look at at at, at, at that statement. Poor plan. Eh? No, go ahead. Go no, ahead. I was. Let us look at that statement. Last minute, as Crystal had something that she had mentioned before. You wait until the last minute to start your assignments. You don't do any research. You never planned anything, um, and you 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 wait until the 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 the, the, the assignment is due midnight, and you start to do it twelve in twelve noon. So you only have X amount of time to do that 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 assignment. What is the end result? What do you think happens, Dre? Um, <clears throat> you find somebody that's done the work and paid him. find somebody that can what? No man, talk low. Make the whole entire Jamaica. And well, the Edgy, diaspora I don't, know, I don't you. know why you're acting like is, this isn't common practice. I don't know. I have never done that, you Dre. You find somebody that's good at the work, like somebody that you know has done the work and will do the work, and you pay them. Oh, and you pay them? Yeah. Simple. <laughs> very, it's very simple. Hey. I don't want to do it. I'll delegate it. So you're delegating the schoolwork. Yeah. You're, 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 oh, you're subletting it out. No, I'm <laughs> you're, delegating. You're that's what I'm doing. You're honing your managerial I'm managing seat. my time, and that's on my <laughs> deal list. And I'll give it to somebody to do it. Okay. Because I don't want to do it. Uh-huh. Are you paid to and do I'll it? And I'll pay you to do it. Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> but realistically, Dodre, realistically, what do you really think happened? You know, um... At the end of the day, mm-hmm. realistically, it's either, you know, you lose marks, which isn't a good thing, or the group will cover, but you don't, you end up just not learning anything. So who does it affect in the long run? You, 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 okay. the individual, the person. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I think so. You know, that's, I don't know if Crystal agrees with me. Oh yeah, absolutely. Because there's something that diminishes in, in character when you when you approach any learning experience that way. Um, you you know that you didn't do a, a fair day's work or whatever grade you get doesn't feel earned. Um, and there are people who tell you, "Why does not matter to me? I'm just trying to graduate. I just don't want to flunk. I just don't have the money to repeat this course." But it does matter on a character level because what you're doing is teaching yourself who you really are mm-hmm. and somebody who's willing to take shortcuts um, and somebody who's willing to be dishonest if it suits me. And even if we don't say those words to ourselves when we do it, self learns that. And so self can be okay with people around us who will do that. Self will be okay in another instance where we have to choose to do that and we feel like it's okay and it becomes a way of life. Um, and it's not a culture, it's if we don't watch ourselves. 
So that's that way you can't you don't have gateway drugs. That's kinda of gateway yes, yes. <laughs> But it, it's important for us to, to choose again what we are prioritizing. Many mm-hmm. times when people don't do assignments at university or leave it to last minute. They were choosing something frivolous. They were actually choosing something frivolous and thought that in the moment that deserves priority and focus and time and the schoolwork didn't. When I've been in groups that have that kind of energy where the person is clearly leaving it until last minute, sometimes you end up having to do it yourself because, again, quality of the work can be compromised. Exactly. Um, one approach, too, is to engage them regularly, um, following up and checking in on deliverables, allowing them to see that everybody else is moving, and if necessary, pulling the tutor or the lecturer to let them know clearly that this individual is not somebody I can control. So if you are okay with us doing everything and them doing nothing, let me know, right? And we will just tell you that that person did zero things. But would love for you to intervene here to support this student. And I think many students don't say anything to the lecturer until the last day when the lecturer says, so who did what? And you go, "Uh," and that person never did anything. But I, I think even teachers have a responsibility to say to these groups, these are the parameters. You know, and if this happens as a red flag, let me know, because maybe that person needs support. Maybe they maybe they just suffered like a major life loss, and they just don't know how to communicate that to a group of strangers, and they have no support. So I think so many things can cause someone to disengage from doing their or pulling their weight. Um, we do just need to do a little bit more to support people if that is what they need, and then mm-hmm. hold them accountable mm-hmm. if they're just being mm-hmm. Um, so, Dre, Davia D was saying, Dre, what about when you have to present that paper? Because that is where um, the lecturer will now know that you did you know, not <coughs> contribute to the group work or... Not necessarily, not necessarily. Um, from what I've been seeing mm-hmm. um, with group presentations, it's always a case where not every member needs to audibly present. They just need to be involved in the project in some not, way. Not, not, not in all cases. Not now. Not now, Dre. I'm, 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 yeah. It's just my experience. That is your experience now. I've, I've been, I've been in situations where um, each individual that is in the group had, especially yeah. now, mm-hmm. um, virtually, yeah, have to be on if, camera. Even if they have to be on have camera. To, have to present portions. Yeah, but um, AJ, question and Dre. It's a simple reading. It's simple But they don't read nothing. But that's what I'm saying. They wait until last minute. Yeah, but the group already did the work. So all Which the, group? All the group? The group that you're in. No, it's... The it's, members already did the work because you, you, you slacked off. So when it when it comes time for presentation day, you will have the information right in front of you reading. They cover it for you, basically. Not in all cases. And I've said I've been in recent scenarios that that didn't happen. Recent yeah. scenarios. Because if you're going to be, and we're not going to vary, vary too far away from the conversation, because if you're going to use your PowerPoint slides and you put up two words on the slide... And that person was never a part of the discussion about those two words. And you, that person is called on to speak about those two words on the slide. And the person, uh, 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 they don't know. 
Because but they were never a part of the initial preparation. Something, there is an emergency and I can't go to school on that. <laughs> All day. right, Dre. <laughs> <laughs> There's always a way around. And <laughs> then, uh, Johnny D is now saying that the, you have yes. the, some pr- individuals who have done last minute um, work. And, 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 and do well. So once again, is it, is it, is it, is it, um, a personality thing where you have some persons who just, um, thrive on doing things last minute, Crystal, and can get away with it? Well, I wouldn't say that they thrive on it. It's that they have made it a practice so the brain knows how to exist in survival mode. And if it's the one thing the body will do is adapt. So mm-hmm. if you train yourself to give yourself only two minutes to eat your breakfast, eventually you're going to become a maverick at two minutes breakfast eating and one minute showers and, and things like that. But is that ideal? No. Do you give yourself the benefit of deep research and understanding? No. Do you give yourself the opportunity to read widely enough to come with a unique perspective on the issue? No. So, yes, we can all train ourselves to operate um in, in crisis mode all the time but it's unhealthy for the brain one and also robs you of the full experience of going to school for example not just the assignments if it was just assignments they would send you a list of assignments and you use google and, and do the assignments there is something that is required of you to go a little bit deeper and to use the brain to solve a problem because degrees are supposed to indicate to employers to to hr managers that you have the capacity to think through and solve a problem. And I think the quality of the degree you get is related to the quality of effort you put into the assignment. Um, but what's also important is for us to think through when somebody is giving themselves, you know, 10 minutes or one day to do something that arguably should have been done over um, the course of a month and they do very well, exceptionally well, PhD level, Einstein well. Don't think that it's the one day that went into it. For the 30 days that they were doing no work, and this is actually research people did around the procrastination hmm. um, topic and people being good procrastinators or creative procrastinators. In the time that they were not writing something down on paper, they were thinking about it. So they spent weeks not writing, but really thinking through the, the work. And so you see them come down and say, boy, you know, I've been working on this for a month and ugh, I'm here the last two days and I'm just going to jump into it. You think that that's where their brain started and it was working weeks before. And so they were able to interpret life circumstances, hear news stories, see articles online that it wasn't research to them, but the brain was co- collecting the data and allowing it to make sense because they were pouring over and ruminating on that thing for a three-week period. So they look like the three hours that made them excellent but it when wasn't. the brain was actively working on mm-hmm. it from before. I think that's so that, I right. to make that distinction. Mm-hmm. I think that's how I am. So I get a, a, a research paper, and once I read that question, it's like I'm not writing, but I'm 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 listening. I'm I'm, I'm I pick up the newspaper and something catch my eye. I'm watching um something on television, and it you know so it's it's uh, one of my lecturers would say it's almost like bird. He 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 termed it um, bird nesting. So in my mind, I'm collecting all these bits of information for or maybe an extended period of time and then when I'm ready I put it on paper 
That's how I am. So every, I'm, 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 I'm in constant. Yeah. I'm in constant. So you're, you're a bird nest. Yeah, my bird. So for those of you at home, they really see you sit down and do that, be studied, but I'm always in that mood and in that mode, mm-hmm. getting get information wherever I can get it from. Yeah, that's how I am. <laughs> All righty then. Singles live on the Nation School at School 97 FM. We're coming up on another break. And then when we come back, we're going to be wrapping things up with Crystal. Um, she's just going to give us some final tidbits on how we can um, manage our time. We're going to take a break, so we'll be right back. Singles live on the Nation School at Cool 97 FM. Let me see if I can read this one for you before we delved into the final portion of the conversation. A lot of time, the attitude um, of will from the start. Oh, let me let me let me put this together. Um, a lot of time. From the start, they bring into okay and on the job. Okay, the person is saying um, the attitude from that attitude of not participating in groups and 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 you know having other individuals do the work for them. Then that happens at the university. They bring it into uh, the home and even on the job, and they don't know how to assign a task to their pairs or help their pairs. So that was a text that I got. Just wanted to make sure that um, everyone um, is heard as much as we possibly can on this show. Um, Davia D is asking a question. Crystal, are you there? Yes, I'm here. Okay, she's, on the right. The question is, um, how early should you start teaching um, a child management or teaching time management to a child? You know, it's perhaps the best time when they are the age of toddlers, around two years old, just as they're beginning to understand routines and, and processes. It's the best time to teach them um, how to manage their time. So my daughter, she's three years old, sticking to a routine for her, she knows when a thing is done and when it's time to move on to another thing. And she will actually prompt and prod me that you're going to be late for the other thing because this thing here is done. And she's clear on the steps to take for it to be done. So when you're moving slowly, she'll tell you you're moving slowly. When you're going too fast, she'll see you're moving too fast. When she feels like she's going slowly, she's trying to rush because she knows that this should take like three seconds and what's going on? Oh my God, I need to get this done quickly. So they understand through that taking off of a routine process and just allowing things to take um, the, the reasonable time to get done. And then when it is done, to leave it and move on to the next day. I think the best thing we can do as parents is to set routines for our children and continuously reinforce it. So at bedtime um, routine, where things get taken away and put away at a particular time and then it is sleep. 
a time that we wake up in the morning and the things that must happen before you can get to watch TV, the chores that you must complete before you can move on to social activities with your friends, the schoolwork that needs to be done before you can do something leisurely. So enforcing a routine in the home, certainly nothing that robs them of the time to be children, mm-hmm. but that brings for them, everything has a place, even in my calendar. So one of the things I learned growing up is that garbage don't sleep in your house. All if you have a garbage bin, when night comes, the garbage must take out. And so when the night comes, no matter how busy I feel, no matter how exhausted, exhausted I am, no matter how late I'm coming in, if it's one thing on my mind, all right? that when it done, I have to take out the garbage. Just to show you how powerful routines and habits are from, from childhood. Um, my mother was never like a super timely person, so I never saw her, you know, making an extra effort to be early or prompt. And so I really took my pattern from her when it came out to time management. Clearly she wasn't like attending many events, but wherever she was going, she was never rushing to go. Um... So, so I did not learn that kind of brisk movement in the home. But children are watching you. Oh, you talk on the phone when you are late, when you make light of it. Um, this is a good way to mama because me, I feel something, something. They hear that. And so that becomes a voice and a story and a narrative, a tape that plays in their head. We are teaching our children, and your, your singer in the last break said it, I learned so much. From what you do, I can't hear what you say. Mm-hmm. And so we now have to model that timeliness mm-hmm. and good management of ourselves so our children can learn from our behavior. So, so that's a lifelong learning process, but it really starts as early as they can develop a routine. And then eventually they begin to model and pattern other sub-habits that they observe in their parents. Good stuff. Good stuff. Um, she says, I cannot leave anything for last minute. I get anxious and does not perform at my full potential. And I truly, this is just my opinion, I truly believe that that happens to a lot of individuals when you leave um, things for last minute. You do not operate at your full potential when the anxiety chips in. And so an example, if you're going to go somewhere, especially if you're a motivational speaker or like in Dre's case, a DJ, and you go there and you're late and you didn't remember to charge your your laptop and you go there now trying to play the music and plug in and your laptop dead, don't Dre? (laughs) <laughs> I just start to fiddle diddle all over the place. It does take away from persons your your potential. It did the person started said, But this man not prepare. When I want him back at this place again. You know, so say I'm not prepared. That sort of thing. So once again your character is being questioned. You, 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 you're always late you, even if you did prepare and because you're late and whatever is happening with your gadget, your computer your, your, it, 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 it wasn't charged, people are going to think of you in a negative way um, so Johnny, I do agree with what you are saying uh, Davia says um, f- this is for you Crystal I think you should do a seminar about time management for Jamaica civil servants, (laughs) especially um, the ones at the record office. 
I'm not and and other and 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 I'm and I'm and Davia, I'm only going to say and other places. <laughs> That way, so I'd like to name them all out. Well, Shanae, Shanae, <laughs> yes, I'm not going to call the names. To do as a sort of free Mother's Day exercise. I'm having a free goal-setting workshop for, for mothers especially who are struggling to put themselves out of last place. So they have organized everybody else's lives, and their lives are not organized. They mm-hmm. have time to show up for everybody else and meet everybody else's needs, but struggle to find the time for themselves. Because of some of the same reasons we discussed, the inability to say no, the fear that if they say no, people will reject them, feeling that they're busy and overwhelmed and stressed out is just a way of motherhood. And if there's ease in there, that means you're lazy and you're doing something wrong. So I want to really change the, the view that mothers especially have um, of what it means to be a good mother and how you can take care of yourself, your business, your goals, your ambitions even while you take good care of your children and your home. Um, so it's, it's something I hope will serve mothers heading into Mother's Day, especially those who feel like the year is winding down. We're almost at the halfway mark. And none of the ambitions that I have for myself, I don't start work on them yet. I'm mm-hmm. tired. How am I so tired? And I can't see what work I've done for myself, mm-hmm. just work for everybody else. So how so can we get on? Um, right. Any of your listeners who are willing to participate, um, you can actually head straight to... The, the only thing you need to participate is a copy of my planner, which is the Success Farmer's Guide. And that is where we have an entire system that helps you to do your weekly planning, your monthly planning, your quarterly planning, your annual planning. So sitting with mothers with that tool to help them use that, set it up, and then build their process of accountability you can be consistent because you don't want to start and then lose the momentum and stop. Mm-hmm. So they can visit the successfarm.com, um, purchase a copy of our planner, and once you purchase the copy, we respond to you with the event details for that free workshop. Um, and so that's all you need. We just need to know that you have a copy of the book and you will be given the credentials to participate in the workshop. And then we work from the book to help you drill down on what you really want to do. What are your ambitions? Where do you lack boundaries and need to set them? Who you need to have a serious conversation with? And how do you do that without feeling crappy after you've done it? And then how do you handle that mom guilt when you're going to have to say no to the kids a little bit so you can say yes to yourself without feeling like you're robbing them of a childhood? So I'm hoping to serve a lot of mothers through... Um, that that free workshop on the seventh of May. Seventh of May. We want to let me make sure that I make a note of that. Just, yes. So the seventh of May, which is next week, not 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 this the other week, right? Um, is there anything? If there was one single piece of advice, because I know you you can give more than one, but. In terms of us managing our time, what would that be? Uh, boundaries. The best, the best way to manage your time is to set some boundaries. Um, in our Success Farmers Guide, for example, we help you to create a morning routine and a nighttime routine. We call them rituals, rising rituals, resting rituals. Set up a, a boundary in your morning where you're able to wake up and ease yourself consciously into the day. If you are a praying person, create a boundary so you have time to pray. 
if you're someone who loves to eat a breakfast, like a full breakfast in the morning, create a boundary with your time so you can make your breakfast. If you like long showers, create a boundary. By 8.30, everybody better be in bed because at 8.30, between 8.30 and 9.30, I am in the shower. So create a boundary for yourself. It begins with a strong morning routine and then everything else can be layered on after that. But we have to learn to start the morning with clarity. Deep breathing, prayer, meditation, journaling, exercising, having an actual breakfast so that the morning doesn't start feeling hard and rough and out of control. The boundaries, creating time um, time slots or pomodoros as we call them in time management, which is another boundary. I don't spend more than 45 minutes sitting down looking at my screen, set a timer on my phone in 45 minutes, it's, I get up and I go walk, I get up and I take a deep breath. But I know that in the 45 minutes, I'm focused on this work. And when the alarm goes off, I get up and do something else. Mm-hmm. Boundaries on your productivity time. So you can focus. And then when the 45 minutes pass, you check your Instagram and you return the call and you do whatever you need to do. But boundaries are what's important. Good stuff. Um, tell us a little bit about Success Farmer's Guide and where can we find it? So the Success Farmer's Guide is a planner that you'll actually use. Once you purchase the planner, we onboard you into a system that allows you to clarify what you want for yourself, develop the courage to set the boundaries you need to actually focus on it, and then build consistency to continue pursuing the stream and showing up with the right discipline. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a, a new planner. We actually launched it for 2022, and it's available on our website, thesuccessfarm.com. We ship globally. Um, if you order in the U.S., we are able to ship to you from our U.S. dispatch center uh, within about five days. Uh, in Jamaica, the max it would take course to get a copy to you is about 10 days. Um, yeah, yeah, 10 days. We haven't figured out a way to make it less than 10 days, I did. Mm-hmm. Uh, but once you have the planner, it also gets you access to our quarterly challenges, which we use to kind of energize action and get people to double down on some goals. You get access to our coaching community as well through our WhatsApp group um, or our monthly group coaching program. So it's literally a path into all the resources you need to support the consistency that's required to achieve the goals. Many times we buy a plan and just we and the book. So we want to create a community around that so you're not working alone and you don't lose the momentum once you've built it. Good stuff. Good stuff. Crystal, I want to thank you so, so much for taking time out to chit-chat with us inside Singles Live. It's been my pleasure. Thank you for sending this invitation to me and thank you so much, Trey, as well, for being engaging and not just like a fly on the wall. Yes, and I thank you so, so much and we will be in touch and um, the next time around, um, put us on your um, your to-do um, come in studio in person, in person yes so come in person in studio so that we can um, learn learn some more yes yes 
Thank you so much. Dre is a mentor. Any of the men know that if there's a mother you know who needs the support, you can buy the planner as a gift to her as well. For Mother's Day. Yes, yes, yes. yes. So can give, give. Sounds good. And our listeners are saying thank you so much. Danny D said, big up yourself, Crystal. Um, Shay says, thank you, Crystal. Great stuff. Davia says, thank you, Crystal, for your advice on time management. And I You're thank you. You're welcome. Thank yeah. you. And I thank you so much. Night. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. Singles Live on The Nation's Coolest, Cool 97 FM. So, my takeaway from all this is something that I have managed to do over the years, Andre. It is to say no. I guess when me say no, me stick to it. Mm-hmm. You, you, you must know that. When, when Ann <laughs> say no, yeah, you know that, Dre. Yeah, so when, Ann, sure. when you call me a certain time, you know, me say no, Dre. <laughs> <laughs> no, I said no, Dre. No. It is something that I have, um, in terms of managing my time, mm-hmm. something that I have developed over the years. None of us is born with it, but sometimes we are thrown into situations where um, we learn to manage our time and for me um, spending so many years in the airline industry every single minute counts yeah because even if you have a delay flight you have to make a report why was the flight delayed even if it's a mechanical you have to make these reports mm-hmm. uh, your staff have to be there on time you have to as a matter of fact um there were instances many many moons ago where you did not want to have um a, a passenger checking in for at your counter for over three minutes and so everything was timed. Yeah. And then moving out of that industry and moving into radio and being trained in radio. You know, Dre, every minute we look up there, it's on the clock. Yeah, yeah, no, 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 it's true. You look up there on the clock and you say, boy, third, everything in your mind mm-hmm. is operating in a 30-second yeah. mode. Yeah. 30-second mode. And I'm at home, and even if I'm going out and I'm putting on my makeup, it's like I have a clock in my head that say and this a minute for them that they're for the hair this are for the eyebrow this are for this this is like you have I have a, a timer mm-hmm. in my head that I'm working with even though I am not on a timer but it's it's there yeah it's it's conditioned it's, it's something that Trevor E. Smith said last week you do something over and over and over again and it becomes a, a routine and so I watch every minute, yeah? And, and as I said, it's not something that I was born with. It's just something that I have learned to develop over the years, and it has now become a routine. So I, I, literally on a daily basis, I know what I'm going to do. I can tell you, as long as heaven permits, what I'm going to do tomorrow. I even know the time of the day that I may rest, <laughs> yeah? I, I, yes, Andre, you call me at that time when it's my rest time tomorrow, mm-hmm. and Anne is not afraid to tell you, no, yeah. no, I don't care who call me. And then what I have done over the years is also to make, condition my mind that things may not go as planned and things happen. Life happens. 
Yeah, so you may be going somewhere and it, God forbid something happens. So in my mind, I also prepare myself for the unexpected. I call them the curveballs. Mm-hmm. And they will come up. You, you may be at home one morning and you say, okay, I'm going to have a good day. And you're doing your thing because you have to go on the road at 10 o'clock and you turn on the show and the pipe and somebody call oh, Dre, your pipe outside. <laughs> or um, you get some not so good news and so you're stalled for a while so those little things happen but I think setting having a routine it does eliminate some of the stressors that may come your way when you have a routine time that you go to your bed Um, you have a time that you wake up what do you do when you wake up do you jump on your phone? You wake up so late that you have to be scampering and running into the show and uh, skating with your bag and your shoes through the door. Or do you have a time that you wake up? And when you wake up, you can take time, as Crystal says, to thank your divine creator. Sit down and have your tea or your coffee and just relax at that particular point in time. Have your morning devotion, your meditation, go outside and look at the plants because you have a routine. Do something and then you can have your shower and whatever and then start your day. But it's all about, once again, it's all about planning. And it's something you say, you know, say, you're, 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 you're bright, you know. You have wisdom and do not set on or make unrealistic time goals. Yeah, that's something I'm trying to um, yeah. do. Yeah, don't make unrealistic time goals. That is that is important that you don't do that. Now, say you're going to deliver X when you know it is not possible for you to deliver. And another takeaway mm-hmm. is that it is okay to ask for help. Dre, <sighs> it is okay to ask for help and to age, seek yeah. support. That one is rough. It is, rough. but it is okay. It is okay. I remember. I'm sure, it doesn't feel okay. Uh, I remember. Uh, I can I, I. I think it's maybe two years ago. I was asked to write a paper as to how I would manage my time being um, employed <laughs> more than one job at the time Ari was younger than she is mm-hmm. and I was asked to literally write a paper as to how I would manage my studies and everything else I was doing and one of the, the questionnaire asked who would be your support and you had to write about your support group or that support um, that you would have from your family or whatever because it is important that and and we said last week when we're looking at um, how to achieve our goals is that we can't do it without support it It is important it's impossible Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. support so we're going to take a break shortly. And then when we come back, it is all about the music courtesy of DJ Dre. Yeah. Jenny D? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and, and also, we, 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 we have to learn to um, set 
boundaries, as Crystal says, um, for ourselves. We have to not only know when boundaries to... Boundaries in the sense of not allowing people in a space yes for that particular time for that particular time or not as we would say not allowing persons to to draw you out to do something that is not um an an, an a or a b yes and so you have you know you have dre for example and you with 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 your with your business and you get a call to say, or you meet, you're set up an appointment to go to Portland tomorrow morning. Just saying, you're not. We know you're not going to Portland mm-hmm. tomorrow morning, and you're bridging them. You know, you're, you're bridging them. The same one there where you love go the things in. Then call and say, "Boy, Dre, you know we're up on the road and we're over backyard mm-hmm. and we are do we are we are cook some food and we are beat some liquor, Dre. You know, come and you say." Why you know me? I forgot Portland tomorrow morning. I have a shoot. I mean, if you go set up, cause the people them are come for seven o'clock, mm-hmm. and they said, "Yeah, idiot man, you try to come over here." And you say, "All right, me I go come. I go come shoot." This is what you say, no, you know, Dre. Dre this is what you say, Dre. This is how you know, Dre. Here, me just go come shoot my face, you know, cause remember, me have to reach early tomorrow morning yeah. for set up, yeah. and Dre you go over there. Yeah. And instead of sh- your first instead of show your face, you start feed your face, and then them care one beer come give you, and you sit on your chat, and before you know it, you drink six beer mm-hmm. and two glasses of some other thing, yeah. and yeah. when you reach home, <laughs> you mash up. <laughs> Can you make your friend then dry out? You mash up, Dre, mm-hmm. and when you wake up, guess what, Dre? At twelve o'clock the next day. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you messed up. You messed up bad. Bad, bad, So bad. you have to know how to prioritize. And you can say to your brethren, them, listen, next week, me, me have something very important for do. You know, you know so I check for you, and I'm a still. Mm-hmm. But I can't come there tonight. I have to deal with this. And guess what? When you have good support system... They will understand. Because they will understand. Cause them not going to say, boy, I eat that thing that. They're going to yeah. say, go on, my youth. Do your thing, man. As a matter of fact, we're going to put some of the food in the fridge. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I, don't know, don't. I don't know about all that. <laughs> <laughs> but just like, you know, you know, we have a trouble, you. <laughs> You're chasing. Don't share. Have to ditch, ditch those friends, Dre. Ditch those friends. Well, good, thing, good thing is I don't have no, you so. don't. You have some wonderful yes, friends. Yes, that yes, is so true. That is so true. You have some wonderful friends. Cool 97. Radio.